informative, thought-provoking, factually correct. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to This Podcast is None of Those Things, starring Brian and Elliot. Coming to you from the Dirty Dina studio in Pasadena, Texas, here we go. everybody welcome to the next episode of this podcast is none of those things so today is a very exciting day it is BarkBox day so i've talked about patty a little bit BarkBox is a subscription service that you get every month you get a bark box with toys and treats for your dog so i started getting this three years ago was almost when i first got her Actually, it would be three years in April, I guess. Unless she's a full-size dog. And she was always a full-size dog. She was a... <laughs> she's become a little more full-figured. I'm going to do the opening of the Bark Box to start off this week's uh, this episode. She doesn't quite know what's about to happen. Sleepy. She's kind of sleepy. But I like the odds she perks up when I do this. Can you smell what the box is cooking? Oh, Patty, what is this? Unfortunately, there's something with my BarkBox app. You used to be able to preview and see what the uh, box was. But it doesn't work on the app for me anymore. So I'm. we're all going to discover together what this month's theme was. Last month was Christmas, was Peanuts Christmas, and it was really fun. This one is Sit, Stay, Spa Day. All right. So... We'll go with the toys first. Patty, what do you think? We've got the Swedish Moussage, and it is a cow masseuse. Oh, a cow getting a massage. Yeah, with Patty being so sleepy, the uh, the toy grabbing is a little little more gentle than it normally is. She's not pawing at me as I open the box, but she's getting a nice sniff in, a little chew on the toy. And then we got the Wet Dog Mud Mask, which looks like a little container, and then, oh, it expands. And a little smiley face mud comes out. So it's got a couple squeakers. That'll be a fun one for you. Looks like Mr. Hanky, the Christmas book. Uh, a little bit. Well, she likes that. It's the fuzziness. This is where she'll get excited, because now we pull the treats out. And we've got duck jerky. See? You'll notice she popped right up. Yeah, she can smell <laughs> what that is. She can smell the treats. <laughs> So, here you go, Patty. Here's a little duck jerky. And so, and the treats they put in these boxes are like gourmet. Like, they're really good. And then what else we got here? We've got pork liver crunchies. Oh, just like Mama used to make. Sounds <laughs> delightful. Patty likes that shucky ducky quack quack. I know, uh, listeners, this is a compelling uh, start to the episode, huh? There you go, Patty. Oh, yep. She apparently digs the pork liver. So at least we know somebody will eat pork liver. And so it's usually two treats and a chew. Mm -hmm. Looks like they gave us a pack of chews. Snack sticks with bacon. I I do right here, baby. Oh, yeah, now she's all excited. So look at these. She might actually like them. So most of these chews, they'll do something like, they'll do them like peanut butter Mm -hmm. or yam. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't really like them. But these ones uh, apparently are bacon flavored. Okay. No, she's not a vegetarian. So her little buddy, Toro, eats a lot of these chews. Oh, what do you think about that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She wants that one. There we go. So we have now bought Patty's silence for the remainder of the episode as she <laughs> goes to town chewing on that bad boy. Mm-hmm. If you have dogs, I highly recommend BarkBox. It's a really great... Great things. Nice to get that kind of surprise every month. So, oh, she hid it. So apparently she's going to hide it and watch over it. Also a solid move she does. So she, she, she knows where it is. She can sniff it. The, the problem is, I mean, she doesn't hide things well. Like, we all know where it is. The problem is when her little buddy Toro comes over, he also figures out where it is very quickly. Right. And she ends up not having her chews. Right. But at least at least one of those two is eating it. That was my self-indulgent bark box unboxing for the episode. More like patty indulgent. It was very patty indulgent. 
Mm-hmm. She's very pleased about life right now. <laughs> so, in other news, hockey season started this week. It's all about that stick. One third, <laughs> one third of the going to be a white Christmas for some people. Third of the podcast cares about hockey season starting. <laughs> My beloved Penguins are 0 2, having lost to the Flyers twice. This is a rough week in Pittsburgh sports. So far, the month of January has been rough for Pittsburgh sports. So far, the month of January has just been rough. Well, that's a fact. <laughs> if, you, if you're north of the Mason-Dixon line, you kind of want to get a restart on 2021 already. I mean, you know, D.C., Pittsburgh, Cleveland. Well, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not in. yet. By the time this episode goes out, though, we'll know the fate of your beloved Brown eyes, I mean brownies. Uh-huh, Brown made it uh, funny. Yeah, Brown, he did. He made it funny. <laughs> so that should, that should be a song, but <laughs> Brown made it funny. <laughs> in in wrestling news, mm-hmm. the oh, Royal Rumble news. is coming up. I'm trying to move forward with our lives <laughs> and not do a bunch of um, bodily fluid jokes. <laughs> It's hard less to wrestle. I mean, especially after the tone of the last episode we just did, where we had a lot of like yeah, serious legit stuff. We just went right to this podcast was not this this podcast in particular was none of those things. None of them. James Harden really likes wrestling. Like, at some point, he's definitely going to hit a rock bottom. <laughs> yeah, he will. Like he's getting so. Here's all I'm going to say about wrestling tonight. Um, tonight. Tonight, exactly. Man in tights. So. The Rumble's up next weekend, I believe. Hopefully we don't have a Ric Flair sign. Uh, well, so apparently Ric Flair's back on TV. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. I, we don't want to There's levels to this. Because the last time I saw Ric Flair in the ring, he needed to, he needed to bro. Oh, no, he's not gonna, he's not gonna wrestle anymore. I mean, he's 70-some years old. He won't. Silence. <laughs> I know, I know, that look says a lot, and yes, he's definitely... Because right, there's, 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 there are, like, 80-year-old professional wrestlers, there's different levels of professional wrestling, and there's, like, one dude that's, like, 80-something that's still doing it. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, he's not Ric Flair. No, he's not. And uh, That's why I it really, scares me. Yeah, right? Because that guy's not on TV, and Ric Flair is. Yeah, you know, here's the thing about it. <coughs> they, they should make a Transformers, like, segue in the Royal Rumble, because there was a Transformer named Rumble. <clears throat> That'd be nice. Mm. No, it wouldn't. It would. It'd just be just as entertaining as the Goldberg uh, Drew McIntyre match is going to be. That's true. And let's, like I said, let's save that for later on this week. We'll just dedicate a whole episode to to that. But you know, especially what, we covered a lot of it um, last week too. Because because it would be fitting. It'd be fitting though. Because Goldberg, like Brady and Breeze, is like rocking chair week. <laughs> I mean, it was like you guys know you should be done, but you're still here. I mean, like that's what I mean, the lady I, said I, I to like, James Harden at the strip club. Yeah, no. but James might tip well. I mean, I don't know about these guys. Oh, Tim, <laughs> no, don't do it, James. Don't do it. Don't do it. Again, again, um, Jay. I'm gonna put something out. There. <laughs> Your grandmother liked the page. <laughs> so the possibility that she listens to this, this yes, because she's supportive. Right. Like, let's not... And she knows we're recording the podcast. Let's this this not, will be the special bits. Let's not give her reasons to call me and your father with concerns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that I don't sense. want to be... Listen, I'm already the bad influence in my own family. I don't need to be the bad influence in your family. Well, <laughs> now, that being said, I will say this, and mostly because I, 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 we'll be talking about the Royal Rumble later on this week. Here's what the here's what the, the Goldberg, Breedy, Brady, Brady, and Breeze. Breedy? So when, when Breeze, Breeze is actually not going to retire, him and Tom Brady are going to meld into a Megazord? <laughs> yeah. No, they're just going to breathe. And out comes another. <laughs> like, there's so much wrong with that. But, just like, but so no, what, hey, hey, y'all, in, in the world of sports, what three guys should have retired a long time ago, but they still keep coming back? Like them. There's only three. Let the coat this week. Only <laughs> 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 three special. You know, only three this week. Only three: <laughs> Goldberg, Brady, and Breeze. 
I love y'all, but it's okay to y'all to quit. You know, I, I definitely have issues with Goldberg's current status with WWE. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it really trips your trigger a lot more. Mm-hmm. But I also think that the opposite is true when it comes to Lesnar. Like I said before, we could do a whole one hour long episode on my feelings regarding Brock Lesnar. And so what's going to happen, really the end result of <laughs> this is that... I to hug it out. What? I think the end result of this is at some point we're going to go to an event. You know, live events like they used to have. Mm-hmm. And they're, those guys are both going to be there and they're just going to find us <clears throat> and kick the crap out of both of us. Nah, not taking my... Okay, guess what? Listen... <clears throat> Neither one of us is going to be able to uh, hold off those guys. Hey, look, I'm still waiting for my challenge with Bobby Lashley. So, if Lashley and Goldberg want to meet me in Houston in the ring, let's go ahead. We can go ahead and do that. We can make <laughs> Don't mind the gun in my pocket. That's <laughs> for, for an interview? <laughs> like, nah, I want this. Are you going to referee their match? <laughs> like, they can take me on. I'll take them both up. They'll take you on as a charity case. <laughs> I got something left in my tank. You I won't have... after they hit you <laughs> once. I can give Goldberg a spear. So you've taken your meds today, a right? A spear? What, Nothing. a dill pickle spear? Well, <laughs> no. I, 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 I'm not going to go I, I relish the thought. Because that's probably what I'll end up looking like when they're done. Wait, right? you know, let's, let's just run that back real quick. My dad just said that he thinks about Bobby Lashley a lot. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to see if... I'm trying to think that your favorite zero brand might be Fruit Loops. <laughs> wow. Oh. Oh. Jay is going hard. <laughs> is this like that my dad was Bobby Lashley would do? <laughs> You're welcome for that tea up. <laughs> <laughs> I served that one up to you. Just like Bobby Lashley. <laughs> like, Bobby, you don't want none of this. You but I want, but he wants a lot of you. <laughs> we <laughs> might not get three episodes out of this recording session. <laughs> the, the, the funny thing, y'all, is we that might lose this we, one. We, we, we now arrive at the place where what, the danger of having a microphone in a room with both me and my son and just say, just basically, Brian said, go. That was the tragedy <laughs> of our original recording for episode two and three. They were gold, but somebody laughed like their microphone was in their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so it was all unusable. Yeah, I mean, that really was something about <laughs> So let's go with a list of songs. So, changing okay. the topic, I see. Yes, we're going to change the subject so that... um. Jay stops <laughs> accusing his dad of having a crush on Bobby Lashley. <laughs> Bobby Lashley would crush his dad. That's true. <laughs> Emotionally or physically? Probably both, <laughs> based on your suspicions. <laughs> I don't know. We've actually talked about it before, but I, I am a wedding DJ. Mm-hmm. And I have a wedding tomorrow, and it's so I was going through the wedding prep, and this is going to be a great wedding. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about it. The the groom hit me up while we were recording earlier and sent me another two songs that he wanted to add, and you know I looked at them and I'm like, oh yeah, this is going to be that kind of night. So it's going to be a fun time. I'm excited, but it did lead to a little side conversation we had about the worst songs to play at a wedding. I'm actually I want to let you guys take some shots at it. As to what songs do you think should not be played at a wedding? And I'm going to kind of field that with, have I played it at a wedding? Okay. All right. Here's one. <laughs> Break up with your girlfriend, I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> so, I have not played that one at a wedding. I got one, I got one. I don't love you anymore. It's just that simple, but Teddy Pendergrass? No. <laughs> Never played that at a wedding. I don't know that I've ever played any Teddy Pendergrass at a wedding. <laughs> no, unless, I played, unless I played some at yours. I don't recall. You didn't. You didn't. <laughs> you didn't put Teddy on No, nah, we didn't put Teddy on it. Because Teddy's like the master of, uh, of, of breakup songs. Oh, I Don't Have the Heart by James Ingram. 
I don't nope. have the heart to love you. <laughs> okay. Nope. Right. Nope. This might turn out to be a dud. Like, you guys are really going hard. <laughs> so, Adele songs. I have played Adele Hello. songs. Have you played Hello? I believe I have. Oh, Jesus. I believe Rolling in the Deep has been played at weddings. See, the only Hello song that should be played at a wedding is, is Lionel Richie's Hello, Is It Me That You're Looking For? So, unfortunately, you know, most people getting married aren't ancient. <laughs> I don't know. That, of course. Okay, so wait, wait, wait. that said, I did do a wedding one time for an older couple. I want to say it was second wedding for both. Uh-huh. Which, I mean, that that's what happens when you're getting married, you know, in a more mm. advanced age. Uh-huh. They weren't old, old, but but it went off the rails very quickly during the toasts. Oh, really? Yes. So, we've talked a little bit about Jay's toast at your wedding. Yes, we have. And we're not going to we'll go, go further, end. but, you know, mm-hmm. we've kind of enjoyed that because Jay did serve as your best man. Yes. He still is the best man. Are you still doing the songs not to play at a wedding? Yes, because I found a oh, lot you of breakup songs. It. Okay. So, but let me let me get through this real quick. During the toast portion of the wedding, they just decided to just let anybody who wanted to come up, take the mic, oh, and give a toast. Pass the mic. That's always dangerous. Oh, it was very dangerous. Was that, was that the and they sprung this on me. Well, that, of course alcohol was involved. Okay, that's even worse. There was a lot of alcohol involved. The bride's boss gets on the mic and <laughs> starts, like, hitting on her. Oh, Lord. In the toast at her wedding. So basically he's trying to see if she wanted to raise. So, wow. (laughs) (laughs) So the Me Too crowd is now on high alert. (laughs) They weren't already? (laughs) The last segment? She already did get a raise. Um, Me and the coordinator are just standing there just constantly picking up our jaws off the floor. I'm looking at her like, do I cut the mic? Like, what do I, like, so finally, and it was a long toast. Oh, Jesus. A long toast. Toast probably went a full hour. So So you're saying it was burnt. (laughs) It was burnt. (laughs) That's a a really good, (laughs) like, like, I think I had to switch out mics because the batteries died in the first mic I gave them. (laughs) <laughs> I haven't got enough power. <laughs> it was brutal. Like, I've had some long speeches before. You know, a lot of times, Father of the Bride can end up pretty long-winded. But most of the time, they're really good. Like, the long ones end up being pretty good. But this was just, it was torture. And eventually, thank God, this this coordinator, she was awesome. She's still in the game. Mm-hmm. And she's still awesome. She finally said, okay, enough's enough. Actually kind of went up and just kind of absconded with the mic. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, thank God. We can move on with our lives. Mm-hmm. Hit me with some of these breakup songs, Jack. To be honest, most of them really just said breakup songs. And, like, most of them didn't really have titles that would, like, speak to me. But there was one. <laughs> Let me see if I can find... There was another, like, long list of songs that were said, I hate women. I thought that Oh, no. <laughs> that would be pretty bad. Ellie, do you have any more ideas? Well, okay. I Will Always Love You. Even though it's a beautiful song, it's actually a breakup song. Yes. If I should stay. So, and, <laughs> and what's funny is that has been played at weddings. Yeah. Have you played it? it? Yes. And it got through because I wasn't paying attention. Oh. Which leads to one of the ones that really made makes me laugh. There was a <laughs> wedding I did, and my parents were attending this wedding. Here's where I had a real brain fart, because my, my dad comes up and he asked me if I could play some country. Mm-hmm. Now, I'd been playing bars at this time, and so I pulled out Dwight Yoakam, Suspicious Minds. Mm-hmm. If you're familiar with Suspicious Minds, mm-hmm. Elvis did it back in the day. Okay. <clears throat> but it's essentially a song about jealousy uh-huh. <clears throat> and suspicion, mm-hmm. hence the name Suspicious Minds. Uh-huh. Not really wedding appropriate. I threw it out there and, you know, nobody really said anything, thank God. Mm-hmm. But 
This same wedding, they asked for the song. It was on their must playlist. <clears throat> Riding Solo by Jason Derulo. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so... I'm just going to sing, like, most Jason Derulo's. I don't know, man. I don't know. There's nothing about him that I want to... So, now there is... There comes to a certain point where some songs do transcend the theme mattering. Uh-huh. Okay? Uh-huh. For example, Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. That really, thematically... Doesn't fit in a wedding. Isn't terribly appropriate for a wedding. You but know, it's my kid is not my son. Uh-huh. Like, okay, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> but it goes over like gangbusters anytime I play it. Right. But in the weddings that you did that, did the bride or the groom have any children going into the wedding? <laughs> because if she because if they did have a if they did have a kid Going into the wedding, all of a sudden Billy Jean thinks that's a whole different thing. If they, if they don't have any kids, it don't matter. Imagine a woman walked into that wedding with a child. <laughs> and that's the really part of the song. <laughs> it is, and her name was Billy Jean. Jean. <laughs> <laughs> and got and, Billie Eilish. And the same thing about it. And, and Billy Jean actually used to date the groom. Think about that for a second. <laughs> no, she yeah, he just walks out in the middle of the dance floor with a little hat on to. She says I am the one, but the kid is not my son. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, then, and then what about if I then like uh, Dirty Diana? <laughs> and so and one of the I don't things. know that I've had Dirty <clears throat> Diana at a wedding. I've had it at some parties. Mm-hmm. Um, there was there were some folks back in Pennsylvania that I knew that that really liked that song. And okay, it's a good enough song. Yeah. I can I can get down with that. Mm-hmm. You know, another one. <clears throat> Uh, Belle Biv DeVoe, Poison, mm-hmm. goes over like gangbusters, actually mixes great into Finesse by Bruno Mars. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the same same beat. Never trust a big butt and a smile. <laughs> and, if the one, and if the woman has a big butt, you got to be careful about that. <clears throat> make, sure so, make sure it's not the bride. And it, it does lead to some kind of some kind of struggle when it comes to, like, pop music. Uh-huh. A lot of your best songs are breakup songs. Yes, they are. See, I'm thinking Jolene. That would be horrible to have at a wedding. <laughs> and you know what? I feel like... Yeah. Oh, it's so Jolene, even, Jolene, Jolene, Jolene. I feel like that may have come take out my down here. <laughs> like one of, a wedding that I did way out in the sticks. Uh-huh. I feel like Jolene got put on the list. Um, so, oh, by the way, that same wedding that I did the Jason Derulo and all that, the the grandmother of the bride, and she had been at my sister's wedding, which mm-hmm. I also DJed, she requested this song at both, the song Tainted Love by Soft Cell. Tainted Love. Oh. oh. Yeah. I know, I know somebody Tainted that love. I used to know, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so... I had to finally explain to her that it was not an appropriate wedding song. Like, that was where I ended up drawing the line. <laughs> and I guess the logic behind Riding Solo, it was a big song in in that year and the yeah. year leading up to it, mm-hmm. is because the bride, I mean, the dance floor was full for it with the bride and, like, her sorority sisters. Right. So it was, like, their party song. Right. So... There was a little bit of logic to it, and you know, I've I've started actually to relax a little bit on worrying about that as much mm-hmm. because a banger is a banger, right? If I have to play Poison to get the dance floor popping, really? So wow, I yeah. just said that sentence. <laughs> Me and the stallion body. <laughs> <laughs> the, the worship and prayer song by <laughs> so wop <laughs> should not be played at a wedding definitely <laughs> not so the grandma gets on the dance floor no <laughs> oh yes no Hold up, hold up. Wait. Okay, so I have not even had a request for WAP at a wedding. Praise God. Proof that God exists. No, let's not change that. I've actually only had to play that at a gig once, twice. 
They were both, it was the same gig, two consecutive weeks, those, uh, mm-hmm. those Texans game day parties mm-hmm. I was doing. Well, the way the Texans are playing, you need to get drunk. Yeah. Uh-huh. That did lead me to think of something. My sister's wedding. Uh-huh. You DJ for that? I DJed it. Right. And we're doing the, we, we actually did the sit down mm-hmm. for music and stuff and, and everything at Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. I believe it was. Which was well ahead, mm-hmm. which was nice, because she got married in April. Mm-hmm. I sat her down, we're doing this stuff, and she's talking about wanting Party Up by DMX. There's nothing wrong with that song. But, <laughs> do you want to retract that shit? <laughs> <Yeah, I mean, laughs> so, we had, we had, she had mentioned it before, and I sat her down at Thanksgiving, and I played it. And I said to her, <clears throat> do you want Grandma to hear this? Yeah, definitely. And she's listening to it, and like... The line, I'll slap you with my dick in a mic. <laughs> and then I said it again. I said, do you want grandma to hear that? And she's yes. like, oh, no. I was like, exactly. <laughs> We're going to take that off the plate. <laughs> well, you, you, you could have done the censored version. Just Even like bleeps the, every five seconds. Yeah, so... They, 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 well, so funny you say that. There was a radio version that had like these really like funny... like. Baby sounds throughout the entire. Oh yeah, I remember those radio versions with yeah. that. Yeah, like, oh yeah, they were terrible. I liked it. I thought those, I thought those were hilarious. Even if you listen to the quote unquote clean version, mm-hmm. it is not clean. Like it's it's like a Cardi B song. Like oh. clean versions you know, don't one of the more really ones. exist. <laughs> I don't know worship and praise. Um, <laughs> it's like get low. Little John and the East Side Boys, which, by the way, I play at a lot of weddings. Um, yeah, by Usher. <laughs> yeah, I'll again, a banger is a banger. Like, yeah, but you know we don't feel the same way about well, snakes anymore. But thanks to uh, Nicki Minaj, <laughs> right? <laughs> that um, I'm trying to. I think that made like one or two wedding playlists. I, said, I remember when when this mix a lot song was with that. She that's had, that's been played at many a wedding because see here's the thing though, but that used to be considered risque. That right. was the thing. I like know. now, when I heard that, seemed like you could play that at church. I wouldn't. Yeah, you play you play that at church. You get your hands laid. You will get hands laid on it. Not necessarily the kitchen. You might know. <laughs> just saying. Well, well, no, like, but you know, back to what we were doing. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of, of some other ones that were just kind of weird. California Love. That's been played. Interestingly enough, the weddings where I have played the most Dre and Snoop and Tupac and hardcore gangster rap have been the most redneck weddings. Okay, now that would be hilarious. It's hilarious. And I remember, <laughs> I remember this. They all get from even, even where I, from even where I grew up, like, cause, where I grew up, I mean, I grew up in a school that had an ag program. Our school had a farm. Mm-hmm. Gangster rap was huge. It made zero sense. Yeah. But it, it is what it is. Right. But yeah, so these weddings, like these good old boys in cowboy hats with a big old wad of Copenhagen would come up and be like, yo man, I'm, I'm going to need you to play Snoop Dogg. And I'm like, Really? Heck yes, I will. <laughs> <laughs> so that, the, the, the trip would be if you had a... And they get out and dance. Dance, you were doing a DJ at a party in the Fifth Ward, and they asked you to play some Dwight Yoakam. Now, that would be that would be hilarious if that ever happened. <laughs> that, would, that, is, that would be the equivalent. That would be the equivalent. <laughs> I haven't done a whole lot of weddings that were predominantly black. Uh-huh. I've only done a few, which the sheer Mine number, was one of them. Yours was one <laughs> of them. Um... And my dad was the pastor. Just so. on the sheer number of weddings I've done, you would have think I would have done more. Uh-huh. Just because we don't like because of working through the company. Right. I don't pick my my events. Uh-huh. It's just it's just how it, it hasn't fallen like that. I've done a lot of events with a, a large percentage of Hispanics, mm-hmm. which again here we are in Texas. That's not surprising. Mm-hmm. And I've, I'm slowly but surely getting better with Spanish music. Mm-hmm. And I emphasis on slowly. Like, I've got about half a dozen songs that I can Selena. count on. Huh? You can't go wrong with Selena. Exactly. You, you, put, you just put the Selena album on and just... You can't go wrong when it ends with Gomez. Anybody with the name of Gomez is a singer? Yeah, that worked. 
No, nah, I have an original Selena. Um, <laughs> in love don't, don't, don't do it. Don't you. do it. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, we, we made it through the whole previous, like, recording session without you singing. Yeah, we know. But of course, we weren't talking about music. Right. So, so why did you bring this up? Because, like, they, as far as the songs that you should not play at a wedding are the ones that I would end up singing on the microphone at the wedding. Oh, so, see. so that's actually a good point because you did sting the other the other day. I sure did, and it stung. It, it stung, and it made I it to the recording. So yeah. we'll be getting that lawyer that uh, lawyer letter soon. I'll the be song around your finger. A lot of police and sting songs are very, um, but the key one is every breath you take. Mm-hmm. That's kind of creepy when you think about that's it. That's a stalker song, <laughs> right? I'll be watching. Yeah. And then what, what was the one with that? Roxanne? Roxanne? <laughs> Absolutely. You cannot play so, that at a wedding. Well, so I think that, again, like Billie Jean, I don't know that I've ever played Roxanne at a wedding, but I can't 100% say I haven't. But here's the thing, though. The only because way- some songs will, as we already discussed a little bit, I, tell the- I, think, I feel like Roxanne's one that might be able to, but... Like, unless her name, unless the bride's name is Roxanne. Yeah, no, that's and, a and, whole and different ball game. And then you need to explain it. You know, how did y'all meet? The, the, the bride's name is in that song regardless. I feel like it's kind of No, nice. I have played the Roxanne by um, Arizona. Oh. <laughs> so, Jay, I, this leads to a really good question. Oh, no. That I, feel I, like, like this ain't, I don't like this question already. I feel like <laughs> we're going to have very different answers. You know about a group called Arizona? Oh, Lord. I am so out Actually, of it. I don't hate that song. I, I, Honestly, I, I haven't heard it in a while. I, I think yeah, I, I mean, it, like, I haven't heard once. it in a while. But uh, I'm so my age because I don't know anything about Arizona. Was, Arizona was a state. Had it, had it not, it. Had it not so, showed up. And this is where I'm struggling right now. So and as long as you don't drink the tea in Florida, you're safe. Had the Rona not hit, <laughs> I may have retired last year from DJing. Uh-huh. Because I had said when I started, I started when I was 27, uh-huh. that I didn't want to be 40-year-old DJ. Uh-huh. And also, I had said, when I start to really hate new music, then it'll be time for me to go. Right. Because of the Rona, like, there wasn't really... I didn't do many events last year. And so I was kind of like, well, I don't want to go out on this note. You know, I said I said all this about, you know, what I don't want to do. But then as I got closer and closer to 40, I got better and better at the actual DJing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I don't want to quit now that I'm good at it. Mm-hmm. Like, right. <laughs> I wasted I wasted all the right time being bad at it. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> or, and... There are different, so it's one of the things, folks, if you, when you're listening, you'll note that there's almost never silence in these recordings. Mm-hmm. Even, even to the point where I will take out the silence where somebody <clears throat> breathes between two sentences. Uh-huh. And that is my DJ compulsion to never have dead air. It's like the cardinal sin. Like, if music's not playing, you better be talking on that microphone. If there's any potential for silence, you put something on just so it's not dead air. Like, it's a compulsion with me. It's the sound of silence. <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. That song has made wedding playlists. That gets <laughs> snuck in during what, what, what the golf kids? <laughs> no, with so what? It, what it usually ends up being whatever the realizes his mistake. No, hey, can you stop singing so we can move this conversation forward? <laughs> hey, you know. So, I, I, I don't know if Simon and Garfunkel are both alive, but I'll let them beat your ass for that rendition. <laughs> and if not, Disturbed can take care of it. But the other, I, was, <laughs> I, I actually matched two songs. All I ever wanted, all I ever needed nah, yeah. is Shh. here Shh. in my arms. <laughs> Where the very unnecessary, they can only do harm. So now we're going to have to pass both <laughs> So, I had a I had a, a father of the bride one time give me a, a nice little tip, and I've used it a couple times mm-hmm. since then. Um, but he told me that Depeche Mode just can't get enough, and Tricky by Run DMC will actually mix together perfectly. So I tried it. It sounds like Tricky, and it was awesome. 
So it's been added to the repertoire. Was it? Was that father a, a DJ in his past life? He was. Okay. He said, hey, man, I used to be a wedding DJ back in the day, back in the 80s, mm-hmm. when the, both of those songs were big hits. Mm-hmm. And he told me this. He's like, hey, can you play Just Can't Get Enough? I said, well, man, I'm about to play Tricky. He's like, that's perfect. They mix together. And I pull them up, and I put the headphones on. And I'm like, holy cow, they do. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I would have never thought to put them together. Mm-hmm. So this does lead. So, I mean, we're literally talking about 30, 40 year old songs, right? The second. Uh huh. These are songs that have held up. They've stood the test of time. Uh huh. Like when I hit Tricky, people get out on the floor. People get excited for Tricky. See, and that's the thing that I don't understand. Because back when Tricky was a thing, and you know, I grew up like. That's the one thing? <laughs> what of several? Uh, several? <laughs> he was, he, he's so old, there was only one thing at a time. <laughs> yeah, this was the. No, the, 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 there was three TV stations and five radio stations <laughs> in every major market, and that was it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And my market was really small. And actually, so I had... Actually, when you were a kid, and when I was a kid, that was true. Right, especially in rural, especially in rural America. Uh, like, until everybody got cable. Right, and not everybody did. So, I had a... I mean, I grew up Pentecostal. Like, heavily Pentecostal. So... Pop music. So you only had him. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I, could, I I didn't know who Run Dempsey was till I was like about to come. Like, just before I came to Houston, I didn't know what I didn't even know what Tricky was. Speaking so, of hymns, wasn't there that thing where they said once you're done saying Amen, you can start saying Eight Women, like stuff like that? So <laughs> no, <laughs> that's when everything changed. When, <laughs> that's when everything. <laughs> that, like, when 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 identifications became questionable. <laughs> So in the interest of, of not having to edit out a whole segment, because it will take us off task completely, uh, are there any songs that are big now that are going to stand that kind of test of time? No. <laughs> I'm going to say no. Because the, like, the kind of music that, like, it's, it's kind of like in waves, really. Like, you have music that a lot of people would really like, a specific genre that people would listen to a lot. Then you have like genres now where it's, it's, it's like it went from rap and then it now is slowly transitioning into like more pop songs again. Yeah. With like people like Lil Nas X is like, you know, he's not a rapper, he's a pop star, but people treat him as though he was, you know. Well, so how do you feel about hip hop? Hip hop? Yeah. So it's like country rap. Yeah. I actually enjoy it thoroughly. Like, isn't that what Melly and, and Clint Black did or whatever back in the day? Yeah, so you've got that. You've got um, all these collaborations that Florida Georgia Line does with rappers. Um, Lil Nas X. You have, um, what was that, the Get Up? I can't remember the guy who, the guy's oh, name. Right. But it's kind of like, it's kind mm-hmm. of like rap over country music. I don't hate it. And I, I find it very useful because especially being in Texas, every event that I do, I'm going to have to play at least one country set. It's just a rule in Texas. Somebody at that at that event is going to show up in a cowboy hat, and at some point, I'm going to have to play a set so that people can two-step. Jay, do you know how to two-step? No. I thought it was your birthright as a native Texan that you were born knowing how to two-step. Well, then again, I am a Gen Z, so... That's true. You, you haven't learned it yet. It, it, it actually comes with high school graduation. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's not a birthright. You, you'll learn it after your high school graduation. Well, I mean, depending on if COVID lasts or not. <laughs> because, cause like, cause, you know, when we were coming up, like, you know, the dancers, you could be within six foot of somebody. Now. No, I understand the concept <laughs> of what's going on. You don't have to lay it out for me. <laughs> for one, you're the one that's trying to explain it all. <laughs> so, I can see a couple artists making it to being sort of timeless. Bruno Mars is one of them. I will agree with that. Bruno Mars has a vast appeal, and though I have a feeling he's probably losing his appeal to younger generations Mm -hmm. or younger people because he has garnered this appeal among older people. I can play Uptown Funk, Mm -hmm. and I do at almost every wedding because Mm -hmm. it works. Mm -hmm. The mothers of the bride and groom are excited and running out to the dance floor with all their, you know, all the aunts and, you know, it's like people are into it, right? 
The other thing, Bruno Mars' sound. That's what makes him tough. He actually plays instruments. That's the, that's the But thing. the general sound, he's got a kind of a 90s throwback sound, mm-hmm. which also pulls on some 70s funk. Mm-hmm. And he kind of brought all that together into a more modern sound. Right. I think that's why he gets this appeal. I feel like Eminem is kind of one of those artists that is the test of time. And I feel like there, like there, there's one song specifically that kind of, I guess, brought him back into light, which is Godzilla. It was a collab that he did with um, a rapper that passed away named Juice World. That song kind of like brought him in a little bit more. Yeah, I have never been asked for that at a wedding. I've well, never heard yeah, that but, song. But I mean, like, or in any like, event, um, I mean, speaking of, I don't really Eminem, like it. I so I enjoyed Eminem the first. Six years. He wasn't snow. He was. He was. He, he wasn't <laughs> yeah. a performer, right? He was. He wasn't <laughs> Marky Mark. <laughs> I hit a point with Eminem where I stopped enjoying it. I mean, I feel like he kind of dragged out a little bit too long. Like I feel like he kind of hit a point where it's like, okay, you know, you 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 did well, right? You did well. <laughs> you did well. You, you know, Jay Z, I think, kind of held on a little too long, even though he kept. Like, he released, like, two or three of his... His last, like, two or three albums, he said were going to be his retirement albums. Uh-huh. And then he would put out another one. It's like, oh, no, this one's going to be... It was like it was like the Kiss farewell tour. It was like, go it away. never ended. Kiss was on their farewell tour for, like, 20 years. Right. <laughs> but, you know, the, the thing is that I think Beyonce kept... His marriage to Beyonce was like... I thought they were closer in age. I didn't know that they were so significantly different in age. But, like... She kept him more relevant with the younger crowd just because she was so much younger than him. Well, sure. And and listen, back in the day, Jay-Z was money. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he still got a pocket full of money. He a lot of cash. What was that one he did with Kanye? Empire State of Mind. No, Run This Town. Run This Town. He gives him, Kanye, and Rihanna. No, that one was okay, but that's because it was, it was, it was that was more about Rihanna. Do you know what I mean? You think so? Yes. Okay. Like it was more about that hook. Okay. You know, um, what was that Empire State of Mind with Alicia Keys? Yeah. Like it was more about the hook. It wasn't necessarily about the words. What he was doing in the verse, right? Like the, the thing that got those songs popular was the hooks, right? Those were good. Like that was that that I feel like on some of these guys, like maybe even Eminem. Although he hasn't done a lot of those type of collabs, mm-hmm. is that's where these kind of elder statesmen of rap mm-hmm. can kind of really do a lot for up and coming artists, mm-hmm. and also for their own legacy. Right. That's why like, I give Dre so much credit in the sense of that he stepped away from full time. Really, he transitioned well. Like you really didn't. When he, when he stopped, he stopped hard from making, like, albums. Right. And help, you know, get other people out there. And so you don't remember the bad albums or the things that weren't really strong. You just remember the hits. Whereas, like, with Jay-Z and some of these guys, they're sitting there like, you're still here. <laughs> and I thought you were gone. You know, so I don't think that a lot of, the reason why a lot of rappers and, like, pop stars now won't really stand the test of time is mostly just because of the fact that a lot of them are really similar. The things that they come out with, like oh, yeah. uh, like a lot of their songs, kind of have the same formula of, of like I've hit a high in my life, I hit a low in my life, I hit another high in my life, and the, kind of like they're all in that same wavelength. See, and that's and and, and you're right about that because part and, and and something that that hit, I think they started slowly turning that direction at the end of the '90s, and then went full blown once the millennium hit. Because remember, Hammer Hammer was unique. Hammer, Hammer was was. Immensely popular filling up football stadiums, but he wasn't like these guys. And he wouldn't survive now. Well, then again, he might have if he was, because, because he was bubblegum to a degree. And it was, his stuff was light, funny, and characterization. He actually, actually on a pretty good run with it, but he got knocked, but he got knocked by a lot of the, what we call the, the street rap crowd because he was so clean. I thought he was soft. I thought Hammer was soft, right? And he wasn't because you compare what Hammer was, all of his albums, and they weren't raunchy for for anything at all. But you compare it to what's out now. I mean, oh yeah. And his his stuff was actually a lot harder than 
a lot of these guys that are out here right now. Like, seriously. If, if, in fact, if he wanted to, if he got a good producer, he could redo all of his stuff, re-release it, and actually might be able to make some money with that. So, that made me think of another song that really, it, it's one of those that has gone past its content. Mm-hmm. Regulators. Yeah. Warren G. That one always works. Right. Like, if I'm at the point where I feel like I can drop Warren G, uh-huh. it's money. And, and it's not necessarily, I'm, I'm not really going to get people dancing to it, uh-huh. but a lot of time what you get is the groom and the groomsmen coming out and rapping along. Right. Or, well, we'll say singing along because right. it's, if they were rapping, it would definitely not be quality rap. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> but all, all, all the guys really want to do is go, regulators, mount up. up. <laughs> then that's it. It goes downhill from there because nobody can carry, no, nobody can do bars. <laughs> like, and that's exactly what happens is I'll hit those first notes mm-hmm. because there's some songs also that, like, I do a lot of mixing the end of one song mm-hmm. into the beginning of another. Mm-hmm. There's some songs like Regulators mm-hmm. where even though it starts low, slow, and quiet, you have to play that. That first little bit because everybody knows exactly what's coming. That's actually based on a Michael McDonald song. I know. I okay. keep forgetting. Uh-huh. No, I, just, I, I gave him an opening to sing it, and I'm mm-hmm. glad he didn't take it. <laughs> I can't forget. I don't love anymore. But anyway. Be the same man, I just ruined Yacht Rock. <laughs> so, but whenever I play play that, and it starts, you'll hear somebody will be like, Regulators! Mount up! <laughs> right? And it's like, oh my god, y'all are nerds, but have at it. Enjoy. <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking a song that would be wild to play at a wedding. ACDC shook me all night long. Oh, no, I'd play, that's all the time at weddings. That would be wild. All the time. That would be wild. Like if, they, if they asked me for rock, that's going in. Living on a prayer is going in. Weed, we not a and um, so living on a prayer going and, and going into Don't Stop Believing, like that's a pretty money ending. Even now, thirty plus years after either one of those songs was truly relevant. People get excited about it. The Sopranos did a lot for Journey mm-hmm. with Don't Stop Believing mm-hmm. because it brought it back into people's minds and it feels kind of cheesy and hacky to end a night with it, but it gets requested so much. And I don't think faithfully by Journey would get requested. No. Faithfully is not the song you think it is. No, no, I I know, I know. Faithfully is, I'm going to say all this and say I'm not cheating, but I'm totally cheating while on the road. (laughs) (laughs) And I got to give credit for pointing that out to me, to the podcast, Your Favorite Band Sucks. <laughs> I do recommend when you're done with our episodes, get on theirs. They take on everybody. But they actually kind of pointed that out, and I'm like, and especially if you watch the music video, mm-hmm. it's like, oh yeah, no, this is this is this is them calling home to their wives, being like, no, we promise we're being good. We c- you can't bring the family along on tour. It's no place to have your family. Two strangers fall in love again. <laughs> I rediscover and rediscover. Oh, Lord. Oh, it's, it's, it's all adding up, isn't I'm it? forever yours, baby. Uh-huh. Yeah. See? See? <laughs> you didn't think it through back in the no, day. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. No, I thought it was like your husband talking about his wife and when she loved her and like and the troubles of, of being on tour and being a family man and trying to do take care of everybody that you love and care about, that type of thing. Kind of like... If they had written that from the perspective of a truck driver uh, and adjusted the uh, the lyrics accordingly, uh, you might have been able to pass that off. That's because it, I put that... I often had it in the same... But written from the perspective of a rock star, uh-huh. you know that's not what that song is. See, that's the whole thing, though. <laughs> See, here's, here's the thing, though. Like, that, like you know, because, like, the... I put that song in the same boat as Lose Yourself. Uh, Eminem was talking, like, we were talking about the fact when 
Eminem makes a comment about the fact they're trying to be there, barely seeing his daughter, uh-huh. and all that stuff like that, and the trials of being on the road and trying to and being a star, but seeing you know and and and, and, and being there for your kids and all that. That's where I had faithfully a journey in there, kind of like rock superstar, but Cypress Hill. And that was <laughs> like so now. So, okay, there's <laughs> another one. Nickelback's rock superstar. Which they brought in, um, what's his name? Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top is in that. Okay. So there's your Houston connection. It sounds like it's glorifying the rock star life, but it's actually making fun of it. You know, apparently those guys, they weren't really, like, they were self-aware. They knew what they were, and they were just like, we're just going to keep selling records. Uh-huh. Because they did. Like, as much hate as Nickelback gets, they sold a lot of records. But here's the thing, though. I actually like Nickelback. I didn't have a problem. I, 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 I mean, I'm not a fan of any group, but I will make, well, except for ACDC. As a matter of fact, The Wedding Tomorrow, Whole lot of Rosie is on the uh, uh, request list. Whole lot of Rosie. Yes, it's an ACDC song. That's the new one. No, it's not new in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's a Bon Scott-fronted ACDC. Well, I will say this ACDC did come out with a new album this past year, 2020. Yes. But thank you, COVID-19. We kind of missed it because you took up all the news. ACDC, the best rock and roll band of all time, had a band. Had a, I can't a, a, even argue with you on they, that. They, they, they came out with an album. They had told us that they were retiring because of the fact that somebody had health issues. And we took it, and my son and I were kind of like crestfallen because of it. And then, like. Hold on. Jay, were you actually crestfallen? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but no, I, it was like, okay, it was kind of like down, like they weren't going to be around, which meant like I was going to have to put up with like other rock and roll bands that were trying to be as tough and hard as ACDC actually was. And ACDC came back from the dead like The Undertaker. Undertaker, don't come back. <laughs> Thank you, Taker. We like you, but don't stay retired. If yeah, you're don't, 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 don't. You can go back into your real grave. But is that you're from Houston? You still might. You might find me. Oh Jesus! What am I getting myself into? Anyway, the point I'm making is that <laughs> we're, we're, we should keep a running tally on on, on Twitter. Okay, and okay. So we got lists. We got Bobby Lashley, James Harden, like all the people who are going to kick Elliot's ass. <laughs> I might start this on the Twitter. I'm going like to have a whole cult from Wendy's. Wendy's? No, no, no. Wendy's going to kick my ass, and I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> Come on, Wendy. Remember, it has to be that Wendy from the commercials, though. No, no, no. That Wendy from Wendy's. So not bad. that Wendy. Not, not that Wendy. Not and not Wendy. the original Wendy. Like she, Dave Thomas's actual daughter, Wendy. She's older to be Brian's mom. Exactly. So, no, no, no. Wendy from the commercials. The new commercial. The new commercial. Please clarify. <laughs> For the love of God. Not not actual Wendy Thomas, who also <laughs> did appear in commercials. Yeah. So, ACDC came. The ACDC came out with the album last year, and it was from what I heard. The songs I've heard from the album were actually pretty killer. You know, I'm glad that they came back at least for one more run. The rock scene. I don't know if the rock scene's terribly weak. It's definitely changed though, and and so and this happened with all music in the last twenty years. Is the fragmentation? Everything became super specialized. Uh-huh. So you have so you have punk, pop punk, hardcore, okay, emo, screamo, metal. <laughs> That's a rock. Metal. You have eighteen different kinds of metal. Uh huh. <laughs> you, like, got, you got your eye in your. <laughs> you what? <well, no. laughs> you have like speed metal, All the Ferris ones, speed metal, thrash metal, death metal. <laughs> Right. <laughs> There's so much fragmentation and everybody's yeah, hitting, metal. hitting their own niche. Rock, there's there's more poppy rock that, that I really like. Like, um, Fits in the Tantrums. Or this is many rock, this is many rock and the Tantrums. Yes. They did that song, Hand Clap. It's kind, of the, it's kind of the groups that you see in Apple commercials, really, is like this kind of poppy rock. Fits in the Tantrums. Yes. I, I, I'm, I'm stuck with that. But there's these there's these groups that are ostensibly rock groups, but they're really pop, right? Yeah. But you know they believe in a guitar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Weezer's a great example. Weezer's so, been around forever. Weezer's been around forever and a day. Buddy Holly hit in like '93. Still, I say that because I was I know that I was in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. 
And I was listening to 98.5 WYCR uh-huh. all night, every I, night. I hated that song. It was a good song. I every time I, every time the song came out, the radio DJ played it, in my neck of the woods, I wanted somebody to take an ice pick to my head. I'm like... Over Buddy Holly? I'm like, oh, this is like Buddy Holly. No, you don't have to sing it. We know how it goes. Like, like, Jay doesn't, because... This song has you, you sheltered in from it? <laughs> so, like, uh, Weezer did that whole album of covers last year or the year before. Uh-huh. And that's where their cover of Africa came okay. came from. And there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with their <laughs> cover of Africa. I this one thing where, like, someone put up a bunch of speakers that just are now consistently playing the song Africa. <laughs> so, somewhere. I'm not sure... That song kind of blew up, and I guess it was because of the Weezer covering it. Mm-hmm. It kind of came back big. And and that's the thing. Like I feel like a lot of 80s music has had that staying power. Uh-huh. You have, like, your, your, your oldies stuff, which you can argue is now 80s is oldies. Right. <clears throat> but you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. 50s and 60s and even mm-hmm. into your 70s. There's a lot of that held up. To me, anyway, it feels like there's a lot from the 80s that really held up. Right. And maybe that's just because it's the most recent. But there's a lot from the 90s that didn't. As much as I love me some grunge, grunge didn't really hold up. Like, And it didn't even hold up through the 90s. It was a, what, four-year period? When Kurt Cobain died, grunge died. That's not true, but it definitely didn't help. But it also evolved. Like, I would not consider, so... Nirvana was grunge, though, right? Oh, Nirvana was very much grunge. Mm -hmm. But I would not necessarily consider the Foo Fighters grunge. Oh, no, they weren't. And that was Dave Grohl from Nirvana Mm -hmm. moving on with his life. I thought they were definitely... The Foo Fighters were just a regular rock band. That's what I thought about them. Yeah. Nothing particularly special, nothing stood out, but... I don't. I don't know if I'd go that far because I. I feel like the Foo Fighters are a really good band. Now they put out a. They put out a new album this last year. Now I can't remember the the first single off of it, but I was. I was a little bit taken aback. I forget now. I can't remember what it was called, but it almost sounded like a Dave Matthews song, circa two thousand two thousand one, like the Everyday album, right. which was when Dave Matthews picked up the electric guitar and and caused a big fit, just like um, why, why back in the day of, when Dylan picked up the electric guitar. Why? Is this the electric guitar? Right. You can play any instrument. You can play any instrument. Agreed. I bet he was. I bet he was a virtuoso when he did it too. Because I mean, it sounded good. So that particular album, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. The Foo Fighters song is called "Shame, Shame," mm-hmm. and if you listen to it, like it's a horn section away from being a Dave Matthews song, at least in my opinion. Right. Again, kind of straight ahead rock, but I think the Foo Fighters have had the staying power. The Chili Peppers, they have now finally started to fall off, but I would say even as recently as five years ago, the album they put out seven years ago, because it was a year before I moved down here, was really good. Like, I think they're finally now falling off just because I think they packed it in. I haven't heard about anything new from them. Mm -hmm. I'm really curious to see what does hold up. One artist that I think might is Dua Lipa. Now, she drives me a little nuts because she's put out a couple songs that I really enjoyed, but I couldn't use because they were breakup songs. Sia. I feel like Sia's already run her course. Is so? I do. Definitely, yeah. To me, Sia, sound-wise, was similar to to some of the stuff that Rihanna was doing, which makes sense. She was writing for Rihanna. Mm-hmm. Some of Sia's big hits, I didn't really love. Yeah. I, I recognize that she had serious talent, mm-hmm. but it wasn't... I, yeah, I don't think there's staying power there. Jay, do you have any any... Potential, like you're, the face uh, you kind of scrunched at Dua Lipa tells me you don't think she's gonna have staying power. I don't think so. Mostly just because, like, I I really haven't heard like a lot of popularity really around her. In a sense, like, not, like not a lot of people really talk about her. So unless, like, you mean like she's gonna be able to grow from where she is now to something like bigger later on, then yeah, I could see that. But I don't really know if like she's gonna have that same presence for. A long period of time. I feel like at some point she's gonna like end up peaking. Whether that's gonna be very soon or if that's already happened, or if that's gonna and, be in the future. 
And I agree. That's very possible. I almost, when, when I say staying power, maybe it's probably not the, I think we moved the goalpost multiple times, even in this conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, I can see some of her songs still being well-received 10, 15, 20 years from now. The one that I'm really liking, and, and probably because it's finally a song of hers that I like the beat, I like the melody, but it's not a breakup song. Because she has that bad habit of doing breakup songs. Yeah, is that Levitate song. It's, I have not. It's very much got a dance club vibe to it. Like, I plan on playing it tomorrow. But... <laughs> Um, Tove Lowe, what do you think about her? I don't even know if I'm saying her name right. I do not know who that is either. Okay, she's somebody that I think hasn't gotten the credit she deserves. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy her stuff, mm-hmm. but I've had quite a few times where I play it and it just gets nothing, and I'm like, this song is amazing. Why are you people not down with this? <laughs> One thing I'm glad I don't do anymore is school dances. Mm-hmm. No. I kind of... So I did some. The first couple years I was down here in Houston. As a matter of fact, Elliot, your high school, your old high school... Clemens, yes. I did their prom two years in a row. I remember. It's very stressful. And it just keeps getting worse because of TikTok, quite frankly. Right. Um, And, and Spotify and... SoundCloud and thank you. Please get going. Like all these, you know, like I said about the fractionalization of music genre-wise, uh-huh. it's even become more. Like if you own a ukulele and a microphone, like, you can release songs, right? And I mean, and it's the same thing. I mean, what are we doing? We've got a microphone. <laughs> And a computer and a bunch of <laughs> bunch of stuff that we feel like other people should hear us say. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's a proliferation pr- proliferation issue. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just definitely that potential that you're not going to get when everybody has the the ability to release songs. Right. There's going to be a lot of stuff that you don't see. You don't have the music machine mm-hmm. that you used to have. And Jay, you've probably never dealt with seeing the music machine like. Back back when we were coming up, coming up, <laughs> like we're something now. <laughs> back when we were growing up, like you had your top forty stations, they would essentially tell you what was what was hit, what was a hit, and that was that was even. I mean, payola I think was done till we were like teenagers. Right. The thing is that now, um, though, because with technology itself being so proliferated in and of itself. Yeah. Like, you know, we've seen this past year, we have concerts on YouTube, and people can just, like, pay to listen. Oh, yeah. And all of that. And people that typically would not have gotten heard under the old systems Absolutely. are getting heard now. And the the cool. thing that I've run into is I'll get requests, even, like, like the couple that are, that whose wedding I'm doing tomorrow, mm-hmm. they sent me a nice long list, like, great stuff. We're going to work with it. We're going to have a great time. But I can almost guarantee you, I'm going to get a request tomorrow for something that I have never ever heard of in my life. Mm-hmm. That really happens at school dances, <laughs> like, and I've and there's a lot of DJs that have talked about it in like on Facebook forums and mm-hmm. stuff. Like mm-hmm. the challenges, like you have to really specialize in it, and you have to, you know, I don't have a TikTok account. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting one mm-hmm. because I'm not looking to sit there and. I've already got Facebook and Instagram to worry about. Yeah, Instagram will carry TikTok videos. So well, yeah. Then becomes, so, so then it becomes like, okay, what's the deal? And the, and the thing is, what there's, there's, we were, I was talking about this with, with, a, with a co-worker, and I said that you see people now that you wish that there was some type of filter, because not everybody should be out there doing something. You see someone that's like well past their prime trying to do one of the popular dances, and then their knees give out, their back gives out. If you ever see me try and floss, which I don't even think that's popular anymore. It's not. Just... (laughs) (laughs) Jay, we need you in every every recording just to kind of keep us in line (laughs) on what's popular and what's not. You You ever see me try and do that, which I'm not coordinated enough to do. No, I'm not. I I tried, and it was a joke then. Just stop me. So, So, you know how we had Fortnite earlier gladly it died mm-hmm. um and now that basically got replaced with among us the- okay do you play that 
I played it for a little bit. I only really play it with my friends, mostly because it's funny to just mess with them. In the right. Game. But there's, like, people that take it seriously, and that's... It's kind of... It's like you're playing as little beans trying to figure out who's... <laughs> Not, who's the killer who's the killer yeah. yeah. So, have you played it? No, but I, but, I, so, but Alex is trying to play it. Yeah. So, and that's my sister. She she got me into it playing with uh, her and her husband and my nephews. Mm-hmm. I'm so terrible at it. But I feel like nobody's good at it. I mean, if you know, if, like, you can read cues, really. It's like, like, like it's, it's, it's mostly about, like, who you're playing with. Like, if it's, in, if it's like, in a public setting, like, you like you know, you're playing with random people and they're just typing, it's even harder because then you have to, like, read every single message and then by then someone probably voted another person off. And, and so, I don't know, maybe, I didn't think my fingers were particularly short, but when my phone's turned this way, mm-hmm. I cannot type fast. Right. It's just too far apart. Yeah, I, I, I still, that's I, why I, I like playing with the voice chat, which is basically oh, just talk to people. Well, Marco, I didn't even think to do that. Well, Marco Polo, right? No, you just voice to text. But what do you mean, Marco Polo? You, Marco Polo, you send video messages. I'm talking about like a voice call. things, <laughs> <laughs> especially so, and especially after the struggle bus we were driving the other night when we were trying to do that Zoom call, uh-huh. I think maybe maybe we gotta we gotta end it here with. Um, Elliot, once again, we proved in this uh, episode that we are old. <laughs> and we, I definitely we, proved that I am young. <laughs> we are definitely men of a certain age. And that we have some learning to do <laughs> when it comes to the newfangled technology. No! <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to episode seven of This Podcast is None of Those Things. You can catch us on Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and, of course, Spotify. Make sure to like us on Facebook, This Podcast is None of Those Things, and on Twitter at This underscore Those. We'll be back soon with the Royal Rumble review episode. Thanks for listening, and make sure if there's something you want us to talk about that you hit us up on social media. 